Hey everyone, my name is Evan Bieber and welcome to Pop Rocks Interviews. This podcast shares conversations with up-and-coming or independent artists. Pop Rocks is also a live radio show at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Radio Free Brooklyn. All of these interviews can also be found on our website, poprocksbk.com. Today, we're chatting with Brooklyn-based indie dance duo Supertaste. Supertaste is comprised of DJs Hundreds Thousands and Slugfather. When the pandemic hit, the guys decided that when all else fails, head into the woods to make a disco record. Supertaste packed up their Brooklyn recording studio and road trip to a cabin in Bristol, Tennessee to produce their super classic EP, which they described as Bon Iver, but make it disco. They cleared out the cabin's living room furniture and recreated Supertaste Studios in the mountains with a view out over South Holston Lake and the Cherokee National Forest. We talked with them about this experience and what we can expect to hear on their forthcoming sophomore EP, Super Classic. Hey guys. What's up, my man? How What's are we living? Good. How are you? We are doing all right, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's it's nice to meet you. I am hyped to talk to you because I loved your uh, breakup disco EP, and I also am so excited to hear more from you. Uh, but first, I kind of just wanted to like bring it way back, if that's cool, and ask you both like how you both got into music. Like how far back do you want to go? How you can go as talk? far back as you want to go. <laughs> Uh, I, I guess my first like interest in music when I was like four, I saw, uh, Itzhak Perlman playing violin on Sesame street. And I just like pointed to it and I was like, I want to do that. And so my mom started me on violin lessons. And, um, since then, I mean, I played violin up through college and was in some, uh, I was super into like folk music and in high school, um, and he and, played he plays the fiddle he's not telling you that yet whoa he, does play the, he can yeah. shred that's awesome <laughs> yeah. so um, be on the lookout for like us collabing with old crow medicine show. yes oh my god imagine <laughs> that <laughs> you used to be the idols for sure i was definitely like very very into like the ava brothers and like early mumford and and had like a band in high school and college where we we recorded a couple albums and played like definitely that kind of folk rock americana vibe um stomp and holler music precisely yeah yes like, like cowboy boots and everything like it was it was a a vibe for sure <laughs> um but then yeah i guess like late college kind of got more into like electronic music and kind of how the like electronic music and i was really interested in how electronic music and like singer songwriter stuff was kind of crossing over with like you're like alt j's and like the xx and fantagram and got really into that and then after moving to new york like definitely got in more into like the house and disco kind of scene and then met uh met this guy and we decided to make some music awesome. yes and, I'll, and my my origin story is uh my dad's a huge deadhead so i grew up listening to a lot of grateful dead um but then i wanted to go my own way so i remember being when i was eight like I live and die by Good Charlotte and Backstreet Boys. Black oh. and Blue is one of the greatest albums ever made. Millennium is also one of the greatest albums ever made. I love Backstreet Boys. I was very, yeah, like I know there's a big sync Backstreet Boys debate, and I'm definitely Team BB. Um, and, <laughs> I was Team BB back yeah, in the day, good, too. Good. <laughs> good. Um, and yeah, and then I remember I, I, you know, I had many different stages between like all of them bad fashion, all of them, yeah. like, you know, between like ska music and like metal core music. And like, I remember I was younger, I asked my mom, so I was like, I really want to try listening to metal. Like, I don't know how to get into this. And 
she was at Target or whatever, and she brought me home a uh, a mixed '80s hair metal CD. Yes. So I was so I was 11, going to my friends, being like, "Yo, I don't know if you guys have heard of Motorhead and Dokken, but this is the <laughs> shit. Like, I love this music." And so now, as I got older, I got uh, I'm definitely a huge hardcore and metal fan. I'm wearing my my Death shirt right now. Yes. <laughs> and um, but then over time, you know, I think. Uh, the the electronic music that i was first exposed to was not super up my alley like uh, you know all all respect to to people who are into whatever they want to be into but i just wasn't like super in love with i guess we want to call like the big room house progressive mm-hmm. house kind of scene of 5 10 to 10 years ago and once i really discovered the more chilled out maybe more indie side and maybe more disco and funky side, which I was a lot more familiar with from just understanding jam bands and funk and soul music that it really kind of started making sense to me. And I had context around it. And that's when I started really digging electronic. And then, as he said, our tales intertwined at some point along the way there. That's that's really cool because you both within just your individually you both listen to very different music to bring you to where your music is now (laughs) and then even together your music is very is uh is nothing like any of the stuff we talked about no that's (laughs) but that makes it even more cool uh and how did you guys meet uh so we actually we worked together for uh, a little while and um I used to throw some parties in Brooklyn called Brooklyn Overground. It was like a kind of a community oriented, like charitable event series that we uh, used to throw at a couple of venues, actually in Bushwick. I don't know if you've ever been to Rubilod or Honey's, um, but we, yeah, we used to throw an event series at both of those. We had Lucas come and spin one of them as, as Slugfather. Um, and then at the end of the night, like we, all the musicians were kind of like still there. That was definitely like dying down. And I was just like, yo, you want to like back to back for a little while? And we did. And one of the like horns players in the other band just started like jamming over what we were spinning. And we were just like, damn, this is really fun. We should, we should maybe like try to write some stuff. Yeah. Actually we skipped a whole bunch of stuff. So, like we, we spun <laughs> together for like maybe two years before we even got in the same room. Oh, and, like, wow. tried to write together. Um, so we were just like spinning around town for, yeah, for like two, year and a half, two yeah, years. Probably two years before we even tried to write an actual song. We just were having fun DJing before it got a little more serious if you want to call it that and then kind of really didn't like form into what it is now until like COVID actually where we we weren't in the same room and we were just kind of sending ideas back and forth on splice and like kind of working uh remotely and then got to kind of take a little time to like Lucas came up to the place I was staying over quarantine in Tennessee and we really hammered in some of the stuff we were working on put out our EP last summer and um the rest is history. Yeah, the rest, <laughs> the rest is history. Now I want to talk about uh, the breakup disco EP for a sec, Oop. because um, it it's a great EP. And so, how did you guys decide to start? Like, did you after you were spinning together, after you guys knew each other for a while, that's when you're like, we should really just make an EP together. We wanted to just see if we could write some songs and see how it goes. And I remember, I definitely remember our first session where we were like, dude, some magic's about to happen. This is going to be amazing. And we made a song and I was like, this is awful. Like, this is <laughs> this is the worst thing we've ever made. It sounds like a combination of both of our types of songs, but with like none of the good parts. And, and we were, at first we were like, okay, whatever that was, that didn't work. Let's go back to the drawing boards. And then I think it was one day that I, Maybe I send it to you. I can't remember, but it was like one of us sent a, they're like, wait, what if we did a little bit more of the 
like 80s synthy, like Juno synthy, hardware synthy inspired analogy kind of stuff, like take a little bit more of that direction than going in the like traditional funk soul instrumental type direction, which I think maybe is more of like the Slugfather type stuff, like straight up disco house music. So we we wanted to take the disco and funk elements, but apply them to more indie electronic music, which seemed to click for us. And then once we once once we at least had a, a, a direction in mind, it really started flowing and like, you know, got me loose. And when lights go out and all those tracks started coming together pretty quickly. Nice. What was the what was the one the the first track that you were that was like the one that you realized like oh this is going to be more than just a song this is going to be an EP this is I magic. Think, I mean I think the our first, least popular song definitely. Vernon <laughs> <laughs> Vernon so was the one that we were like this this seems like the kind of thematic element behind the EP. Um, but I feel like you know the first the first song that I remember us writing fully through where I was like, this is something that I think we should put out was come down. Um, and I think that that was kind of like probably the, of, of all of them, I think come down was probably the first one. Burnin was the second. And then the other two were, were created like entirely separate from each other. So like they were, they were very much like, I think we even finished them like maybe a month before we put it out. Oh, wow. Um, so was, they were both kind of like far more last minute. Yeah, but Burnin' was definitely the, I think for me, Burnin' was one that I was like, oh my God, dude, we, we just wrote a real song. This, this sounds, this, this is, this sounds like what we wanted it to sound like. And it was my first time having that feeling with this project. And so really got us stoked to keep on moving up. Was that hard to, I know you said like at first it was hard because of the different sounds that you were trying to create. Was that hard in general just to like be like collaborate with someone else because you both had your own solo projects? Like you both had your own solo stuff. Was it hard to kind of then both having different ideas or was it kind of just flow really easily? When we tried to, to, to what I said earlier, like when we tried doing it at its most basic idea level where it's like, let's just literally take exactly your style and exactly my style and like mesh the sounds on top of each other and see if it sounds sick. And it did not. And once we kind of decided that we were like meeting in the middle of our two sounds to create something, I think we started like having similar ideas rather than just clashing with our own separate ideas that we were trying to like force a square peg in a round hole type of thing. And I feel like a bit for for me, one of the biggest turning points there was like um, creating this kind of like a mood board playlist where we were just like, cause we both have, I mean, we have very similar tastes in what we like to listen to. Like there's a lot of crossover, although, I mean, there's obviously a lot of like different backgrounds (laughs) we listen to as well. Um, But there's like, there's a there was this kind of whole like Venn diagram where it was like, these are the things that like we both really like and would, and would love to kind of like emulate in some way. Um, and once we ha- kind of had that down and kind of like realized, you know, what kind of elements we wanted to take from the music we were listening to, mm-hmm. um, I think that it was, it was a lot easier. And we kind of, you know, we would like, I noticed once that started happening, we would, you know, sit down and just like lock ourselves in a room for like five hours, six hours and come out with like a pretty good rough sketch of what, uh, of a song that we wanted to, yeah, if anyone is watching this and you're trying to make music, I will say the best the the best advice we can give you that changed our entire world songwriting together was making fuck mood boards. Mm. And I, that's just an elaborate fancy word for a playlist. But just make make a playlist of what you want your sound to be a mix of and it becomes 
so much incredibly easier to visualize both in audio and physically visualize like what you want it to look and sound like when you actually have things to reference instead of just saying we want to make synthy disco music that can mean a million different things so once it once we were able to focus within a set of general parameters i think that helped us enormously wow that is really great advice too for musicians who are starting uh that's awesome uh and you you also mentioned before how uh it was really helpful when you like for five hours just non-stop did music now that kind of leads into uh i love your story for recording your latest your, your newest ep that's going to come out um, can you tell everyone kind of the story about when the pandemic hit, uh, what you guys did? Yeah. So we, I mean, once it hit, uh, so m- my family has a, a, a lake house in kind of Eastern Tennessee, um, that I've been going to since I was a kid. And since, since like we were kids, I've got four siblings or myself included where we were all just like, you know, if the world starts to end, like I'll meet you at the lake house. Um, and once the pandemic started, we just kind of texted each other. We we're like, yo, so I guess we're leaving, right? <laughs> we're going there. Like stuff's about to go down. And we did like, we packed up and went down to the lake house and I was there for six months. Um, and over the course of that time, you know, it, it turned into like a, a mini kind of commune with like eight of us kind of locked down down there. And luckily like Lucas was, Lucas went down to Florida and we were able to set aside some time for him to come up and we kind of like set up our gear there and really worked through or like, kind of recreated what that element that we were going after in Brooklyn. Um, Zach's set design really was a magical touch. We, <laughs> we basically took our entire studio, our entire Brooklyn studio, tore it down. Zach drove it all down to Tennessee from New York. We unpacked it, cleared out all the furniture in the living room of this house and set it up basically as a, a mega studio. And I would kind of come up for a handful of weeks at a time so we could just kind of sit down and no distractions. I mean, I would say probably the weirdest part of it is trying to make songs that are feeling like summery and hype and party-ish like we like to do while we're in this kind of super ultra serene, quiet place out in the woods, trying to still be like, okay, our mindset can't be bony bear alone in the woods. Like Mm -hmm. we still like the goal of these songs is to be played at a party and for people to have fun listening to it. So we still needed to keep that vision in mind. I still think we, it it came together nicely, but yeah, we spent weeks and months at a time down in uh, Bristol, Tennessee in our little uh, studio on the lake. And, and I think we put together something pretty magical that we're uh, stoked about. And of course uh, can't forget our canine companion, Wilson, who was there all along um, giving us hugs and shedding aggressively on all my black pants. It's (laughs) important. You need, you need a canine friend there. Thank you to Wilson. Uh, Absolutely. I loved all the pictures too, that you guys were posting from that time period too. Cause it, it really like looks like, I mean, that's kind of a, a musician's dream, right? To kind of have that time and space away from all distractions. Although I'm sure it can be hard. And I've heard it's been hard from just talking to different artists to, to feel creative during that time period yeah just the pressure to turn it on that like usually it feels like a much more natural flow and then sitting down in a room and going all right be creative now Mm -hmm. it's it's sometimes hard to just turn it on if you're not feeling it but i think we 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 did we did our best to stay in the right mindset and be ultra productive and you know i mean he can attest we just had exhaustive to-do lists every single day of like a million videos to make and pictures to take and things to do and songs to work on and things to finish. So I think we've just both helped keep each other super accountable to getting a lot done, which helped out a lot for sure. 
Yeah, that's cool. Because, I mean, it's like you probably had fun, but it was like a, you were working also. So that's... We, we definitely had fun. Yeah. We definitely had fun. It we looked, had fun. It looked but we were fun. also doing like 16-hour days. And by the end of the day, yeah. every day, we were like... Yeah. Like, <laughs> passed out on the couch together. It looked fun. I mean, from like your visualizers and like uh, like all the visuals that you guys have put out from it looked like you guys are having a good time. And I appreciate that you were thinking like it it must be tough to think ahead to that fun summary vibe because I was thinking that too, that like I bet that 2020 is not going to be like sad music, but 2021 is when a lot of artists will probably be like, I just sat. They're releasing alone. all the sad jams they wrote when everyone's finally excited yes. to be in real <laughs> society again. So we, yeah, we, yeah, we were trying to plan ahead to what was going to definitely happening. It was definitely not hard to like think about looking forward to those times, you know, because I feel like everyone's very much, them, especially in New York right now, like the way that the weather's kind of changing and things are opening back up and we're able to, you know, be outside again with friends and like, I'm just dreaming of the rooftop, like the, the, the electricity's in the air. We yes. can feel it. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's that, I mean, I, I mean, it does feel like uh, Brooklyn now has this, I keep telling, I keep saying it like to my friends and stuff, but it has this like energy that like right when the weather started getting warm, that was my first thought too. Like, it was like, I just want to go to like elsewhere and just be on the rooftop and just. I think yeah. they're opening yeah. this weekend, maybe. Really? Oh, so I can, I can do that. <laughs> yes. Yes, shout out to Elsewhere, shout out to Popgun, shout out to Rami. Congratulations on your engagement. Yay, shout out. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, one one thing that you guys described, um, your EP was Bon Iver, but make it disco. And I just want to say yeah. I, I love that, and that is the perfect thing. <laughs> I'm glad it resonated with someone. We oh. were like, oh, we don't want to pay ourselves too unseriously here. But yeah, we listen. we were in solitude in the woods, and we were trying to keep it keep it funky and keep it, yeah. I think the bottom line was that we just wanted to keep it fun, which I think also is just kind of the bottom line of our whole ethos as a group and a duo and probably as people as well, that like as soon as things stop becoming fun and enjoyable, kind of what are you still doing it for? So really we, we, we all, we always want what we're doing, even if it's work, even if we feel stressed about kind of meeting expectations or whatever the situation is like, if it's not fun and we're not enjoying ourselves and really what are we doing this for? So we super wanted to stress still that we love each other and we're stoked and we're having a lot of fun doing this and we're just super happy about the positive reception and we're here to keep it going and continue having fun with everyone else. Totally. And you can hear that fun in your first single, Super Classic, which is so fun. Uh, can you tell tell me a little bit about that song? Yeah, so I, I think that song in particular kind of started with like, I mean, more of less of like a sonic mood board and more like I think that we kind of laid out more of like a like a movie scene kind of thing that was like in our heads. It was like, all right, we're this is going to be about like a, a bit more because this EP, we wanted to be, you know, a bit more like lighthearted than this kind of like breakup disco songs that we did for the last one. Bum, bummer jam lyrics with yeah. positive <laughs> instrumentals. And this time we were like, all right, I guess we can be a little less bummer jam on the yeah. lyrics this time and just have more fun with it. So this one was like, we wanted to, you know, do more of like this kind of a party vibe, like fear and loathing kind of aesthetic, but like in New York City, like late night. On Hot like a, summer night. Like on a, a sweaty. <laughs> on like a first a, date. A sultry night on a first date. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, feeling the electricity in the air, like we were saying. It's honestly about what we were just talking about. Like things start heating up, the, the city comes back to life and you're just having one of those like, 
a classic, literally a classic night where you're, you're back to the things, you know, and love with the people, you know, and love doing that. And, you know, and, and we, we also just have been taking a lot of pictures of some cool old muscle cars and we were feeling really inspired by just the, the idea of the ride riding around town in the whip and taking the old classic cars. And so we kind of tried to funnel all of that into one song. Oh, that's great. Um, I cannot wait to be able to listen to that on a rooftop in Brooklyn. This yeah, you will very soon. I can assure you. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, what can uh, people expect to hear on your new EP? Mm. Mm. So, I mean, I, I guess it's a it's a mixture. You know, like we've definitely got a kind of a, a wave of energy levels. Um, I think that Super Classic is definitely one of the more uh, kind of upbeat and energetic ones. Um, but I, I think that the flow is the flow goes pretty nicely through the through the whole project. We're trying if, to if have it so a little bit a little bit of so it's not just raging and raging and raging and then kind of some chill out songs. I think we kind of tried to have it flow throughout. But either way, even with that said, none of the songs are I would call slow jams or anything like you. You will still be ready to hear all of our signature funky hard hitting drums and and the the four on the floor kind of stuff across this ep and you'll it's every everything no matter how bummer jam lyrics th they are uh in relation to breakup disco and this too that it's all you can expect it all to be fun and funky for sure nice fun and funky love that <laughs> uh and when when do you think we'll be able to hear something new uh so I think the beginning of next month will be uh, the the next the next uh, <laughs> yeah. single sneak peek for you all. Yeah, yeah, just a few short weeks away, you may have some uh, new Super Taste music with hopefully us having uh, the full EP out by sometime this summer. So we'll be having uh, lots of new tunes coming out, uh, new music videos, new visualizers, new lyric videos new um, i may have said that already but new everything we're 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 excited and we have so much more to roll out and a lot of new songs that we're really stoked about so there's plenty more for you guys to still see on the uh super taste docket right now love it uh, well i'm really excited i am happy that you guys are going to be the soundtrack of the summer for all the for all Hoping, the rooftops <laughs> Yes, exactly. Well, it was it was really, really nice to meet you guys. Uh, I am really happy for you. And uh, I loved your idea of you guys just getting together, just recording together, having fun together. And I feel like that energy is going to be heard and felt. So I appreciate that. Of course, Thank you man. So much. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. We, we really appreciate it. And for and for everyone out there watching or listening, new Super Taste is coming your way soon. Watch out. We're coming <laughs> to a town near you, baby. We're out here. <laughs> Love it. It was nice to meet you guys. <laughs> we'll talk soon. Love you all. Super Taste, Audi 5000. <laughs> hey, if you like what you heard today and you want to hear more interviews from up-and-coming artists, follow our podcast at Pop Rocks Interviews wherever you listen to podcasts. Pop Rocks is also a live radio show every Tuesday at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. You can also check out our website at www.poprocksbk.com.